Welcome to episode 246 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, and Apple TV and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and my guest this week, Ben Rathick's here. How are you doing, Ben? I'm really good, Dave. How are you? I'm doing great. And actually, I guess I can't really call you a guest anymore because you did uh, officially uh, come on as the... Uh, a regular contributor, and I, we appreciate that. It's going to be a lot of fun to have you on all the time, and uh, appreciate it. And yes, I have signed a five a five year, fifty million dollar contract with twenty of it guaranteed. Yes, yes. So and welcome aboard. And when I mean twenty, here. I mean point twenty of a cent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So you won't be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You won't be. So, um, and then uh, Jeff Gamet's here. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great. It's uh, awesome to get to hang out with you. Ben, it's great to meet you. I, I'm looking forward to learning <laughs> more about you. Yes, yes. Um, and I think we have our guest for this week, uh, Kelly Gobant. Unless she's having some technical difficulties. How are you doing, Kelly? No more than normal. Hi, David. <laughs> <laughs> well, appreciate you being Let here. me resolve some of those now. Okay. Ah, uh, there you go. <laughs> the the Revnats. Uh, so, uh, but we uh, got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, beta keeps going on. We got that coming up here. Uh, 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 topics that we're going to include uh, talking about the app store stories. I found that to be interesting and old iPhones, where do they go? And, uh, you know, all that other fun stuff and lots of news here. But, Speaking of news, let's jump right into the stories this week. And uh, first story, and I knew this was going to interest uh, Jeff uh, 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 quite a bit here, is T-Mobile did acquire both Mint and Ultra Mobile for prepaid services. They're gonna they bought they bought both companies. Uh, that's going to include uh, all their the booster prepaid uh, cellular services, uh, but they will remain uh, primarily separate entities. So uh, I think it's. Uh, Definitely going to help them out. And looks like the deal is going to be at about uh, $1.35 $1. billion. Um, and uh, good to see. And there's also an article we have in the show notes here, the video on YouTube between T-Mobile CEO and Ryan Reynolds. It was kind of fun to, to watch there. Uh, but uh, I know, I know, Jeff, I'm going to start you off right away. You know, you have thoughts since you just switched to mobile not too long ago. Um, I of course, I have thoughts. Uh, first, um, just for people that are like trying to keep really close track of what's going on with the process, the purchase hasn't been completed yet. Right. There's still regulatory processes that have to they they have to clear. Realistically, I do not see those being any problem. So I, I'm okay saying that T-Mobile has bought Mint and Ultra, even though they haven't technically bought them yet. But yeah, it, it's going to happen. Um, okay, so here's my first concern. <laughs> even though it's a concern that they are addressing, what? <laughs> no, it's, it's probably the same one I have because I'm also a Mint Mobile customer and this was the probably the first thing that I wanted to know as soon as I got the email. Which is what's going to happen to how much I'm paying for the service. And uh, they say 15 bucks a month. So if they're, if they truly do allow mint and ultra to continue to function essentially as, uh, as independent entities, then I think it's likely that we'll see the, uh, the current price structure stay pretty stable. 
at least for a couple of years. I hope it stays stable longer than that. Um, I think it's, I think it's in T-Mobile's best interest to allow these MVNOs to continue to operate as MVNOs. Um, and there's precedent for this because uh, uh, Verizon has purchased NVNOs before and and has allowed them to continue to function independently. And that's working okay, um, if you like being on Verizon's platform. So, yeah, as, as long as pricing stays uh, the same, um, then I think this will be okay. I hope that they don't try and start rolling in other T-Mobile features. No, not features. Um, <clears throat> benefits. <laughs> like having your data exposed oh, to the no. internet two or three times a year. It's like you read my mind. Yeah. I, yeah. I, been I, friends a long time, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we have. Um and and out on the internet, there are photos to to uh, prove that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I can attest to this. Yes, <laughs> I, think we, I think we all can. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, yeah, the. In their, uh, I will say, Jeff, in their press release, or like like they have like a page on the Mint Mobile website, and like whatever the question is. Because I went through and looked at like what do they think are going to be the frequently asked questions, and every single question. The end of it is your $15 a month mobile plan price will not change. And like, you know, is the what is the logo gonna be different? Not at this time. But rest assured, your $15 a month cell phone bill price will not change. Like all of them yeah. say that. Which and so my question, my question was, I mean, I'm sorry, Jeff, were you no, you you hit like, the other big concern that I had, which is uh, protecting our data. T-Mobile yeah. does not have a good track record there. And uh, and knowing that Mint Mobile's data is maintained independently of, of uh, T-Mobile's, I'm hoping it, that continues to be the thing. Because uh, ha- having every few months to deal with, uh, with my data being stolen yet again is mm-hmm. not appealing. Yeah. My question is what advantage this gives T-Mobile and Ben, I'm glad you're here. Um, as, you know, aside from you know Ryan Reynolds not making a headline recently, you know, and apparently that's an issue. Uh, like aside from from that, I can't like I know they bought they had also purchased another company, and I'm not sure what what this gets T-Mobile, especially if they're kind of saying the same thing to customers of both of these companies, which is nothing's going to change. You're going to stay where you are. You're going to keep on keeping on then why would you buy them well i can actually answer that or at least i think i can awesome <laughs> and and i'm curious what you have to say because okay. uh, i'm wondering how close to correct i i am and i will base that on what you say so no pressure okay. if you look at t-mobile's current prepaid division metro metro I mean, why they are prepaid, they are very close in their operation to the mothership. They have physical stores. They offer T-Mobile perks. Yeah, um, I mean, they're more or less just T-Mobile, but only prepaid. If you look at the way Mint has done it, they are a truly virtual mobile operator. Right. They have no stores. They offer no perks. 
all they offer is the uh, the data at a discount rate. Well, that has proven to be highly profitable. Yep. Mm-hmm. So That's rather than saw. yeah, so I mean, T-Mobile being the the, uh, the network operator would know exactly what Mint's numbers are. Yeah. Uh, they're able to see how successful they are and probably said, hey, number one, we get this customer base. And number two, we get a pretty good spokesperson with that customer customer base. <laughs> yes. Yep. No, it's, it, it's definitely... They they really wanted to expand on their prepaid business, and I think that's really what uh, I, I'm thinking. What, that makes what sense. This motiva- motivation like, of this is yeah. The hook kind of with Mint Mobile is that it's a prepaid operator, but they don't operate like a prepaid operator. They don't do right like the the shoestring budget and the weird accounts and the the you know generally uh, like a number of prepaid cell phone operators are kind of like. The plan isn't very interesting. Maybe there's no data. You can't this or that. Um, the immediate advantage I had, because the longer I, I sat and read this email, the more questions I came up with, which will shock all three of you, I'm certain, um, <laughs> is that um, I wonder what this means for uh, Apple Watches. Because right now, if you are a Mint Mobile customer, Mint doesn't support uh, Apple uh, the data plan for an Apple Watch. So I wonder if maybe that will change. And my first thought about like what might be good about this is um, maybe we start getting some perks. Like if they want to just hand out free Disney plus subscriptions, like I'm not going to say no. Um, or, yeah, put them know. on the T-Mobile Tuesdays, but like, like yeah. Uh, Metro has. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So um, like I can see ways that it would be good for me. I can see ways it would be bad for me as a customer of Mint Mobile, <clears throat> but I'm trying to figure out, I was trying to figure out what would make it good for T-Mobile and if it's, you know, we just expanded our user base by some dramatic percentage, then yeah, okay, that makes sense. I could see why that would be a thing. So, I have a hypothesis to uh, to add to what Ben was saying because I, mm-hmm. I think Ben is uh, totally on track here. Um, MVNOs are good business for the the big cell service providers because MVNOs buy really big blocks of, uh, of data and time from the carriers. This is how a lot of infrastructure growth happens. It's, it's that cash infusion that comes from MVNOs. Um, So all the users and none of the work. (laughs) Right. Yeah, Yeah, really. That that's, that's how it, it plays out. So if I were T-Mobile, what I would do uh, as the company acquiring Mint and uh, and what's the other one? Ultra? Ultra Mobile. Ultra, yeah. I would – what I would do is have them as my wholly owned subsidiaries, but, but operate them as independent companies. So they are still buying the, the same thing that they were buying before I own the companies. And, uh, and so – the uh, the the smaller companies, the MVNOs, they're still responsible for everything that they've been responsible for before. They just have uh, uh, deeper pockets backing them up, 
and the uh, and the carriers in this case T-Mobile they get to reap the rewards that they've that they already have had, but they also own those companies. Yeah. Right. Yep. If and you, I'll add one. Okay. Please. Um, we have all heard of this uh, mythical Apple subscription model. If oh, like, that, like for yeah. all their products. Yeah. Yes. Talked about that a few if, times. If oh. that goes through, one would think Samsung and, and Google would follow suit at some point. At that point, uh, having these in large corporate stores that are selling phones becomes a lot less of a uh, of a sales point for those companies, and the uh, <coughs> excuse me, the customers are more likely in that case to have to go to or to go to a MVMO or I can't talk MVNO. Yep. I mean, T-Mobile for all their faults has been typically ahead of the curve on trends. That's true. Yeah. I give you that. Okay. Including letting the internet have all my data. The real question about all of them is, are they going to continue with the awesome marketing? Like the Christmas card they sent me. Christmas 2021 Mint Mobile uh, that was, you've heard of Elf on a Shelf, get ready for Ryan on an Island. <laughs> yeah. see, see, what I was thinking is Deadpool and Scrooge McDuck's pool of money. Yeah. <laughs> well, yep. Ryan on an Island sits right next to my Funko Pop of Deadpool and a Unicorn. So, there you go. That doesn't rhyme. I know. It does not yeah. rhyme. But, but it still looks good. That doesn't mean it's still not Deadpool and a unicorn, which is still pretty amazing in its own right. Yeah, and he has yeah, a little bobbly head. Yeah. It is maximum effort. <laughs> All right, let's now, I, now I want chimichangas. Anybody else want chimichangas? <laughs> Hi, David. You didn't think we were going to come create mayhem here, did you? Uh, it's okay. I'm going to move on because I'm going to say two words. Ted Lasso. You it's are. here. And uh, it is uh, the, the first episode to hit. Actually, I got the, we got to watch it the day before. It was like late late on the 14th. It premiered on March 15th. Lots of press about it so far. And uh, Kelly, are you going to be doing uh, your show like you did last time? Yes, as a matter of fact, I am. Um, football is life over at the Incomparable. Um, I don't remember which ones I set up. We put up the, the scheduling poll and I just checked. I will be available for all of these things. Let me talk about that. So, yeah. <laughs> so I know I'm on at least one of them coming up. I don't remember uh which one it is, but I'm very excited about it. I'm super happy with the first episode. Yeah. Um I wish we'd gotten mm-hmm. to it once because I kind of want I figure we're going to shift gears and move to a different part of the story for a minute and I want to get back to what happened in the first episode. I'm trying to be really vague here. Um because yeah, no I figure that the second episode is going to not is is going to kind of go check out another part of what's going on and then we're going to get back to uh, some of the other stuff and I am very anxious to see what all that is. This is a hard show to watch sometimes because I really want to see it immediately right away but I also don't want it to be over again because everything we've seen about this season is that it is the final season. I'm still going for the the Doctor Who sort of we're going to get some one-off specials down the line with some of these characters, maybe a spinoff. I mean, I'd watch Roy yep. Kent 
read a Chinese menu for half an hour and swear at it. That would be amazing. So, especially if he I does mean, it with Muppets. Yeah. Why do you think that's the character I chose? <laughs> I mean, oh, Kelly, I was playing to my audience with that comment. Yeah. I knew you were. Uh, he appeared on an episode of Sesame Street in the title of the video where he talks with Cookie Monster is <laughs> Brett Goldstein shares the F word on Sesame Street, <laughs> which is, yeah. of course, friendship, you guys. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Friendship. That's right. That's what it stands for. Um, so, yeah, third there's seasons here. Again, they're, uh, you got uh, Nate the Great as, uh, as the enemy. So that that that's uh, that's that's going to be an interesting uh, way that, that develops, and uh, um, yeah, check it out. Make sure you're uh, tuning in, and you definitely have to hear what Kelly and Jason Snell and all the folks at the Incomparable t- talk about it. Uh, that's a football life. That's going to be. You good. can check it out at a URL that you see multiple times in Ted yes. Lasso, which is I why it is hilarious. To Jason, me grab that. Nobody owned it. <laughs> Uh, sports.co.uk is where you can find football is life. Um, I'm surprised they haven't contacted Jason about that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's not like they don't have his number. That's why it's so funny to me. Yeah. Um, the, the other, the thing about Ted Lasso that baffles me is by the way, this is unofficial merch that I'm sporting here. Um, I can't buy a Ted Lasso Apple watch band. I can't buy like they're, they haven't released a watch face if you want something that you can put on your watch or on your phone that is very beautiful, and I'm going to advertise something else here, uh, Icon Factory has a Patreon account. I knew you were going there. Uh, which, well, that's because it's been, where's my work phone? Uh, it has been the the wallpaper on my work phone since the second it came out, because when you have a red iPhone, obviously, Richmond, obviously. Richmond FC wallpaper looks really nice on it and uh you can check that out that's a free one of their free things that they put out that just you know to make the world a better place but they do have a patreon you can subscribe to and and get like mac wallpaper and and other iphone wallpaper and stuff that's really awesome and you should totally do that because it's not like they're making that mad twitterific money anymore so yeah um, definitely go check them them out out. because it's super great. Um, yeah, but you're not, like, I, I I'm personally... still baffled by the lack of merch, of like official merch. I know Nike's making like hundred dollar right. jerseys now or something, and you can get some okay stuff from the WB store, but there's not like, like I said, a Ted Lasso, like a, a Richmond FC watch band. Why is that not a thing? Like, come on. Licensing, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends Probably. on who. I mean, it's Apple has the distribution rights. Yeah, but they're not the studio who makes the show. Yeah, right? I know. So it's probably Warner Brothers. Yeah, so if so, uh, oh, Warner they do have an yeah, official Warner shop. Brothers so. may have the yeah the uh, purchasing. Warner, yeah, Warner Brothers does no, have an official shop for it. So yeah, but there's no watch band there either. Come on, Apple. no watch band. Get on just, the step. Just all the other stuff. <laughs> Both of you guys have watched the first episode repeatedly. No, nope. I figure you had. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, sadly, I haven't had the uh, ability to work my schedule the way Kelly has. I've only seen it once. I've only seen it <laughs> once too. So but I knew Kelly would at least see at least five times. So. <laughs> oh, I'm only like two because right. I was still rewatching season two because I didn't know they were going to give it to us Tuesday instead of Wednesday. There but you go. That's a really nice way to make sure the Mandalorian doesn't step on your premiere. That's that is like. true. Don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So uh, go see it. Let's uh, go ahead and move on. Uh, 
future chat GPT stories. Uh, uh, I got this. You uh, shared this in our Slack uh, group in the uh, Max Voices uh, about uh, Anthropy Pick launched uh, uh, Claude, a chat to rival OpenAI chat GPT. Jeff, what 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 is this? Uh, what is this going to be as a variation of what chat GPT is uh, currently? Well, okay, so this this is a uh, an, an AI tool that's designed unlike chat GPT, which is just doing the, the whole let, let me uh, scrape stuff and spew mm-hmm. it out to you as if I created it. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm remembering correctly, Claude is an AI platform that's specifically targeted towards businesses so that they can have, um, have a way to, handle uh, like customer communication things that supplements what humans do. Um, so this is, this is less likely to be the thing where, where you feed it some um, weird uh, prompt <clears throat> and then it spits out uh, like misogynistic limericks or something. <laughs> I mean, I say that in jest, but I, but now that I say it, I'm afraid someone has probably figured out That's how to happened. get ChatGPT to do that. Yeah. Um, so when, when I'm looking at what's going on with this, what what I'm seeing is we're entering that phase where the uh, the general public is becoming more aware of AI technologies than they were before, because this this is not well AI technologies. In in the uh, enterprise business space, this is not new technology. Yeah. Uh, it, it's being used in those places in ways that most people wouldn't equate with what what they think AI is. It's it's more of a tool that can uh, that can watch for and find relationships uh, between data and other resources that uh, humans would otherwise miss. And it can do it uh, substantially faster. And then based on what it learns, then it can react in different ways. For for example, one, one place you're seeing AI being used a lot effectively is in uh, uh, online security, for like cloud services. Yeah. And, uh, th- but the other side of it is the bad guys are using it too. So there's this really <laughs> interesting... I'm going totally off topic. There's this really interesting um, <laughs> um, war, if you will, going on between AIs. The the black hat and the white hat AIs are fighting each other to attack and steal data and to protect data. Um, anyhow, so Claude brings that a little more uh, public facing because it's designed, as I recall, to do uh, the whole thing with with more efficiently uh, interacting and helping without being chat GPT. Nice. And, and then uh, this was interesting. Carrot, our favorite weather app decided to up <laughs> this latest update. They added a actual open AI chat GPT integrated into the app. So you can actually go in and you can uh, use profanity in, in your interactions with the bot and get uh, you get five messages for free. Uh, I guess they're going to add the tip jar. This is kind of fun. I don't know if you've tried this yet, Jeff, but it's. I have not. It, um, I didn't. The update just came through. I, I mine wasn't even updated yet. So 
I'm just seeing people post screenshots of their interactions with it. Yeah. And every one of them is exactly what you imagine Carrot would sound like. So it's just been really kind of impressive to to, <laughs> to see yeah. what people are, are showing. Like, I'll, this is what I asked. And, you know, that's exactly what I expect Carrot would say. Yeah, all I can say, Meatbags, is if any <laughs> app was designed for chat T GPT, it would be Carrot Weather. Yeah, for sure. Indeed. Yeah. Because the more neurotic it gets, the better it is for the app. <laughs> yeah, that, that's totally on brand. Yeah. Uh, my, my favorite carrot chat GPT interaction. Uh, and I, I'm sorry, I can't remember who posted this, uh, but they, they asked, asked uh, chat GPT and carrot to uh, tell them what they would do if they were on a bus that had to go 50 miles an hour. And if it dropped below that, it would explode. <laughs> and uh, and Chat GP, er, and Carrot came back and said, "Yeah, uh, not on the bus, uh, but you know we can hang out and have drinks and watch it explode." And then the response to that was, "Okay, yeah, but you're actually on the bus." And then it comes back with, "It just cut the wires. How how complicated can this really be?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We love carrot. That that's our favorite favorite app. Delightful. It's always yeah. fun. Uh, last story this week: uh, iPhone 14 and 14 Plus. Now have we talked last week? The, the yellow color came out. Uh, well, mm -hmm. it went for went up for sale this past week on the Tuesday, the the 14th, and uh, I just checked, and yet yeah, it's in stock. You don't have to worry about getting any one of those off uh, and being out of stock here. So, uh, so uh, the pickup and store pickup and shipping is all available uh, for your. Fine yellow. Now, can I tie this back to an earlier news story? Sure. Someone needs to make a clear case for the yellow iPhone. And on the clear case printed in blue letters, it says believe. <laughs> there you go. How Ted Lasso. Yeah. Got to do it. You know, so. I have a cricket and a 50% off coupon at Michael's. See, yeah. I gotta go. Yeah, or <laughs> you can make a yellow iPhone case that is shaped that has the outline of a peep on it, so it can go in the in uh, everyone's kids' Easter baskets. I wouldn't turn go. down an iPhone 14 in an Easter basket. No, I don't think any of us would. I'd start so. celebrating Easter if there was going to be a, a new <laughs> iPhone in a basket <laughs> for me. iPhone option, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, let, let's go ahead and move on to the topics this week. Uh, Apple did release the fourth developer beta and uh, public beta of uh, 16.4 for iPhone, iOS and iPadOS and watchOS is 9.4. Uh, still pretty much the same as we've been talking about the last few weeks. Uh, there really hasn't changed much other than some uh, build changes and bug fixes and all that stuff. Uh, and uh, I don't know, Ben, if you don't, do you run beta? I don't think you do. Oh yes, I do. You on do. All my okay. Devices. <laughs> okay. I was say, I think uh, all right. So, so I, I have to, as I'm getting to know you better. I, I guess I, I'll know that from going forward that you are, uh, you are the ben beta guy. Life on the edge. You live that uh, edge. Yes, I do. Uh, so, what's your experiencing so far with this late day's version? Um, incredibly stable, which is not surprising since it ends with an A. Okay. We're going to see that RC, the, the RC, the pretty release. soon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was going. I was. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna uh, 
ask that question too is you know when is 16.4 going to be out because it's you know fourth beta right now and this is probably going to be one of the last versions um before we get to dub dub yeah. later this year so um so that's interesting no uh jeff you tried it on your ipad I've had time to install it on my iPad and it didn't explode. So that's always a good sign, but I haven't had a chance to actually really test anything yet. Right. Oh, which makes sense. So yeah, I guess the question is, when is it going to get released? Um, I, I, I can see it, uh, uh, happening. We got an article, article here in the show notes from Mac rumors here, you know, kind of looking at the sort last betas, you know, the RC for 16 on three was in two betas. So we're in four with 16.4. So obviously there's a little more testing going on here. So I feel like I can see it from here and I don't even have to stand on tiptoe and I'm not tall. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> uh, One so, to two weeks tops. Yeah. I think it's going to be out next couple weeks. So um, another interesting here, topic. Here's my prediction. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. It's going to come out um, at the end of the month. And then everyone is going to start saying, and that's it. Now we just wait for WWDC and uh, that'll be the next time we get something. And um, no, there's going to be another uh, update that drops before WWDC. Has to. It's three months. And there will be at least one more after WWDC because we don't actually get the next version of iOS until September-ish. September usually. September, October. Yeah. Yeah, but everybody's got dub dub fever right now. So, yep. I mean that that's what everybody's looking at anyway. You know, at this has, point, has iOS anyone, sixteen is almost old news. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone done a video where where they get uh, people at WWDC to like dance and they call it a dubstep? <laughs> no. <laughs> How is this not a thing? <sighs> oh my gosh. Jeff, we have a new mission. I. Yeah, we do. Let's let's talk about this next uh, topic here. This this was an interesting story this week. Joanna Stern, Wall Street Journal. She always has some great stuff. Uh, she talks about she she uh, did did an article and video of uh, what why Apple and the carriers want your old iPhone. Um, and you know she went actually to into this uh, warehouse and showing these thousands, hundreds of thousands of mostly iPhones that uh, show up from the trade-ins that, that the carriers take in. So they gave a good example, you know, you know, let's say it's like a, a iPhone 11 traded in, they'll give you like about 200 bucks and then they'll turn around. They have this process where they clean the phones. They get, they, they test them vigorously and make sure that they're working. And they showed it in the video. Um, and, uh, then they turn around and sell it for $350. So they're making a bit of profit. Um, but, uh, they even said, though, there is the risk that you take when you you take you collect all these phones and buy them from the carriers, uh, because some of those phones may not be as good. Um, you might have a weak battery mm-hmm. that they have to replace the battery, and then then they tend they end up taking kind of a bit of a loss on it. So, um, so found this to be very interesting. And this this is a you know billion you know million to million dollar business that they say they sell over two hundred eighty two million secondhand uh, uh, <laughs> smartphones have shipped. In 2022, that, that's astonishing as far as numbers go. Phones. And this warehouse is is enormous, and they they get pallets upon pallets of iPhones. Um, uh, and it's it's definitely uh, interesting to see this. This company is called USMP. They they uh, t- they're the they're the trade company that takes these these iPhones from the carriers. And uh, what, uh, Kelly, what do you think of this? Uh, this is something that uh, it's a huge business now. I think that yeah. that's why these carriers want to do it. 
I well, I'm glad of it because um a lot of people will upgrade regularly or upgrade and like, you know, I got a new phone, so someone else in my family gets my slightly older phone <clears> and then <throat> that phone, you know, and, and you sort of waterfall down, like it's a common thing a lot of people do. And and so I'm nice, I, I'm happy to see that that they're not just you know, going in a landfill or just like sitting in a warehouse exactly. somewhere collecting dust or, or, you know, whatever. And so I'm really glad to see that, that some of them are getting a second or sometimes a third life, depending on, yeah. you know, where the, where the phone came from. And, uh, it was, it was really interesting to see, honestly, I wish that they had done this sooner because, you know, Apple's been banging the recycling drum a lot longer than a lot of other companies have. So it's one of the, one of the things that I feel like they get, le- they should get legitimate credit for is, is being able to, to show this off and and uh you know yeah it's a little bit of a pr move like come joanna stern who normally makes videos (laughs) that lots of people watch come make a video about this thing that we do that you know we pat ourselves on the back for that not a lot of people know about but i i also really like that this (laughs) i like that it shines the light on secondhand phones because not everybody not not everybody needs a new one for something not everybody has the need for a 48 megapixel camera not everybody has a need for the correct shade of purple or, you know, that much screen or whatever. And so, you know, if you're a person where the point of what you're doing is, you know, phone calls, maybe texting, um, yes, phone calls, ask your parents, um, you know, maybe you don't need, maybe, maybe, you know, that second hand 11 or that second hand, uh, you know, 12, like or 10, uh, you know, has a good home and is going to be able to sort of maximize the the lifespan on that technology and i think that's a thing a lot of technology should have a light shined on and and uh you know what else what else can you do with it besides stick it in a drawer and wait for it to not be useful to anybody before it goes away so right. i was really happy to see it yeah, yeah. I, 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 ben you you hold on to your veg you're on your iphone 12 you're happy with it um Oh yes, and this I mean is, this... before I was one of those guys who upgraded every year when we weren't using desktop cores in a phone. Yeah, but I mean to be perfectly honest, the cell phone market has come to resemble the car market in a lot of ways. I mean, you will definitely have these people who now pay top dollar for something that is brand new, but as stuff gets more expensive. And quite frankly, the mid-range phones aren't all that good. You're going to see that market for those, uh, for, you know, the, uh, excuse me, my, my voice isn't working today, but, uh, you'll, you'll see, uh, a market for, for used and I do think you'll eventually see uh, Apple certified phones. Yeah. Well, and we've we've seen it before, and you know, I think we've probably talked about it here. Like the maturity of the platform, the the change between <clears throat> a twelve, a twelve and a thirteen, a thirteen and a fourteen. Um, they're not as dramatic as they used to be. I mean, we yeah. all remember when you you first got a phone that could take a picture, and now that phone can take video. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. that was a huge change. I can right. buy stuff with my phone. That's a huge change. I can unlock it with my thumb is a huge change. And those huge fundamental ways that we interact with that device additions 
are not what they used to be. I mean, the big thing in the 14 is like emergency SOS, which is awesome, but is not a thing I'm using every day. It's not a thing. I mean, yeah. it, there may be people who are, but I feel like those people have a larger problem to solve than having gotten a new phone. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like the big thing that comes with that is not is not something that changes how I interact with it every single time I interact with it every day. And that's a very, very, very different situation than 3GS to 4, 4 to 4S when we got the assistant and voice assistant, that kind of thing. Like a lot of that stuff. Um, I think, Ben, we used to talk about this on the Tua podcast. Like it's sort of turning yeah. into the microwave, you know, like there's not th the revolution in that technology is not a revolution for everybody. You know, having a 48 megapixel camera in your pocket is amazing. But for most people's eyeballs, they're not going to notice the difference between the mm -hmm. between that and the mere mortal camera they got if they just if they only got the regular thousand dollar 14 apple you know iphone 14 so the the differences that come with the leaps forward in technology and as the technology has evolved like a lot of that stuff has gotten has, has like a lot of those those leaps are not as large as they used to be they're a lot smaller so keeping a phone for three years now you know like i'm still on my 12 pro which i love mm -hmm. you know um like i'm <clears throat> not i'm not sad about it like i'm glad i stuck to that one i, I got 5g by pulling the trigger on the 12. So, you know, at some point when they upgrade cellular service in my area, um, you know, maybe now that T-Mobile bought it, maybe I'll, maybe they'll invest some of that, maybe mental invest some money in infrastructure and maybe I'll have better 5G where I live. But aside from that, um, like the, like I, there's not a dramatic difference between mm -hmm. my 12 and Mr. Kelly's 14, like in photography. Yes. But like in how I use my phone, there's not. Yeah. Let, uh, yeah. I mean, let me, let me go ahead and uh, acknowledge everybody in the chat room, which I have, have uh, been, not been meaning to ignore. Uh, that's youtube.com slash in touch with iOS. Uh, Guy Thrill's in the chat and he asks, he said, reuse, recycle, uh, reuse, recycle, and keep your phone for at least three years. I would agree with him on that with this topic. And uh, hello to Web Bixby. Thanks for being in the chat as well. So let me, let's get Jeff in here. here uh, uh, Jeff, what, I know you have thoughts on this. Hold on, which topic were we on? Because I was reading. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, oh, so, wait, what were you reading? Should I have been reading instead of? No, I was reading about talking the about Apple why my iPhone twelve thing. is opposite. Okay, uh, the, the, uh, oh, the, the, the why we went the old phones, the trade-ins, the, the old old trade-ins, yeah. right? Sorry yeah. about that. No, um, that's right. rocking the old phone. That's what we're yeah, rocking the old phone. Um, so my thing has always been. If you're going to buy a used iPhone, you buy it from Apple. And uh, and I didn't realize until the this Joanna Stern piece just how huge that market is for the uh, for the used iPhones, well, and smartphones in general. Yeah. Um so yeah, if the, if this is keeping phones useful longer, then great. And uh, and, and like Ben and Kelly, I'm still rocking an iPhone 12 Pro, and I'm very happy with it. This fall, when a 15 comes out, maybe I'll end up uh, getting that, or maybe not. It just depends on on what features are there. Kelly hit on a very important thing, which is uh, we don't have those those fundamental changes that radically alter how we use the device. Um, I think we're kind of beyond that now. 
So yeah. it needs to be something special, but, or I'm just ready for it. Um, actually something <laughs> special can be my phone's old enough. My battery is bad enough that I might as well just buy a new one and let someone else deal with replacing the battery. Anyhow, yeah, it's, th- this is cool. Ben, you'll have the last word on this topic. Do you have a thought? Um, I mean, just, <laughs> yeah, I think we've gotten to the point where we're so mature, not on this panel. Well, maybe you are. But we're so, we're so mature as a platform. Okay. That, that I mean, we, I think we're almost at a Mac slash iPad upgrade cycle on these phones. And carriers and phone makers do have to find another way to make a buck. Well, and and I think part of that, like, that's part of why I think the watch is so interesting is because there's still so much room to do more there and be interesting there and do something revolutionary there. Uh, So, like, for me, the thing that I watch really closely every year is the watch stuff and what the new watch looks like. Because, A, it's a much smaller investment if I decide I want the latest and greatest. It's literally a third of what, because I'm never buying, like, a high-end model. So, uh, like, it's a third of a new phone, and I can still get a new treat, you know? And and I I like to have some new, I like a treat every now and again, you know? And if it charges over USB, so much the better. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's part of why, that's part of why the watch stuff is so interesting to me, because we have kind of hit the the limit on uh you know what's what what's awesome that you can do with your phone so show me what's awesome i can do with my watch yeah well one, one last word on the chat the web uh, uh, made a comment here i feel like it's my duty to help supply the used iphone market because yes he buys two new iphones every year so uh yes uh, you, you do contribute it uh, quite well web uh, doing the sure. is a good web. man he is he is <laughs> I- I do I'm as well because I trade it every year, so I mean, I'm yeah. just like him. So I, um, I'm screwing up capitalism because uh, <laughs> because yeah. I I mean I used to get a new phone every year because I needed to as part of my job, yeah. and now I don't need to, and and I can't just start replacing it. It's kind of part of my job since I do I'm in touch with iOS. It's so. totally part of your job. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> um, part of your job. Yeah, Jeff and but, I are like twelve's fine. Yeah, 12 is yeah. fine. And then yeah. when I get my next phone, I will hand down my 12, and uh, it, which means there there's no money transaction happening. Yeah. I'm a bad capitalist. Yeah. All right. Well, Jeff has been reading ahead on this next topic, so let's go ahead and get to it here. Um, the Apple App Store stories. I always forgot about how great they are because when you open up the App Store, uh, when you go in for the first time for in that that day, it always has a story of specifics that are something about apps or games or, or uh, and the developers that are featured on this are are in the app store by Apple and they, and they want to be able to showcase what they have to offer with their products and there's different aspects of the app or the game or or, or the the people behind them and that's what's what's great about this story. It can, can, can it can include in, interviews with developers, behind the scenes stuff with the creation, all kinds of fun stuff that you can find out about it. You know, when you go to the app store, that, that's the first thing you're going to see. So uh, I I put a link in the show notes of, of three of the stories I found that were kind of interesting. Um, the first one is your work from home toolkit, um, and this is interesting to see how they go through and tell you, okay, collaborating with co- colleagues, and then you have a whole list of stuff and. So not only do you have the Microsoft Office products, you also have the the Apple iWork products in OneDrive, Keynote, Quip, and um, 
in Spark for email. So you, you have a way of, uh, they kind of group all these apps in one place and, and, and based on this particular topic, you know, with coworkers, you have Slack and Flock and, uh, and all, all their other apps here. So you have that and then match your schedule. I know we have a few of you here use Fantastic Cal that's in there. Um, and a few others and, uh, working more efficiently, including Moom and 1Password. Uh, PaceBot, I know, I know, uh, Jeff, you use most of those t- apps. Uh, but then staying in the know, uh, RSS readers, like Newsbar and Reader Reader 5, which is a, a, one yeah. of the better uh, news readers. So, so th- this is great. I mean, in fact, Hand Mirror, which I, I, I featured as a, a cool thing last week on, Mac, uh, on, in the, on the Mac show, it allows you to be able to you know, clear yourself up and look at yourself in the mirror of your of your webcam before you can you go live on um, on your uh, media of choice here. So, um, so yeah, this is just kind of a neat thing the way they they group all these things. Kelly, uh, you think this is something interesting? I really like this. I think this is something that's cool that Apple does. I love app stories for a couple of reasons, and one of them feels like it's two sided, which is. Uh, discovery like part of the reason yeah. there are apps for stories is because some of these things don't surface if if a you're not listening to us sit here and tell you about the, th- the apps that we love or b like if you just go search for something there's an excellent chance that this awesome yeah. app built by this interesting person is never going to show up for you especially not their ads top the app store um the windmill I'm going to continue to tilt at is that Apple still lists TikTok as an iPhone essential and I disagree yeah. and it irks yeah. me and I wish they would knock it off because that's part of why people look at it and go, oh, well, Apple says it's an essential, so I better download it and handle my <laughs> data to the Chinese government or not. We don't know. <laughs> so that's the part that, that I find irksome about all of these is just that one yeah. thing. But the App Store stories are great. Like I love um, particularly, I mean... Full disclosure, I do know people who are developers and I do know people who get featured in the app store occasionally. And so it's always exciting when it's someone I know. Uh, But I also like discovering um, different apps that can be useful because like my day job is IT. And so I talk to a lot of people who want app recommendations. I'm like, you know, family tech support too. So and I, I talk to a lot of people who also use iPhones and want to be able to do certain things better and we'll ask like you know what do you use for a shopping list app what do you use for your calendar what do you use for this or that or whatever and it's really nice to have a couple of options for people who don't necessarily uh you know who aren't people who spend all their time reading app store stories so i like i really like them and i'm glad to see that they that they do highlight people especially uh, like they're highlighting a lot of uh, female developers right now because it's Women's History Month and uh, they featured a lot of uh, black app store developers during Black History Month. So I like seeing that they're paying a little bit of attention, uh, but it's it's also interesting to read some of the stories about uh, this is what inspired me to make this app. This is why I thought I needed it or, you know, um, I built it for myself and thought it would be fun. Or, yeah. you know, you're James Thompson and you go, well, Apple made a new thing, so I need to be able to put PCALC on it. So here we are. Uh, <laughs> you know, hi, James. Uh, so I think they're really interesting. And and I do go to the App Store regularly because I mm-hmm. am one of those people who updates by hand because I like to go, wait, I installed what now? 
let's delete that. Um, and yeah. that's why I like to, that's why I like to run the updates myself. Uh, so I hit the app store almost every day and check them out and see what the new app story is. And uh, I also like to go look at the little lists of things and see how many of the ones in there say uh, get and how many of them say open. Cause I like to know right. what I'm yeah. actually running. So um, <clears throat> I think, I think they're useful and I think, I don't think they address the larger issue of being able to discover things in the app store, but I definitely think that they help. Okay, Jeff, did your, your chance here. You did, you did some homework beforehand. You read ahead. So (laughs) I I read ahead because uh, the bottom line is that uh, I I do like to see which apps they they're highlighting that have a little get button and which have, uh, I already have anyhow. Mm -hmm. Um, like Kelly, I am a big fan of app stories because it is a good discovery tool. And it's also fun when you see developers that you know featured in app stories. Um, and uh, and even though we are all deep in this and we're following along and watching all of the the new apps that are coming out, there's just no way to stay on top of everything. So it invariably there will be something that I'll see in one of the stories articles that, that I check out that I didn't know about and is something that's useful to me. So I, I really do enjoy that. Um, so uh, app stories on uh, for Mac OS. Is that really a thing? Because I never mm-hmm. see that in the app store app. On my Mac, I only see They're it on there. iPhone and iPad. They just They're added there, them recently. If the only time you ever open the App Store is when you get the notification that says that you have updates, and then you click on that, it takes you straight to updates, so you never see them. Oh well, there's that. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I was re- um, I was realizing, yeah, I see them on my phone and on my iPad all the time. Oh, but I yeah, never there we look go. on my computer. I I, I scrolled <laughs> down and uh, <laughs> oh my god, it's all like featured game, featured game, featured game. But I but there was one story mixed in (laughs) yeah anyhow yeah okay so they're there it's just like stupid hard to find i kind of want the ios app store people to like walk down the hall and tell the mac app store people that these are useful and fun and people really like them you should spend a little more time than just the game on your computer because seriously no no and apple just recently put these links in place so you can actually view them on a mac versus on the web so uh, ben, you, you're, you and I are kind of sports fans. You know, you got the you got the NCAA tournament going on. That's that's what Apple does with mm-hmm. the app stories. They're they're highlighting the, the, what's popular, and that that is obviously very popular right now. People are watching the games as we record yeah. this. So, um, so you go to that go to the story today, and, and so all the apps you could ever think of as far as how to watch the the, the games, and, and and of course they have a dedicated app for it too. Uh, Jeff, that's college mm-hmm. basketball. They're talking college oh. basketball. Yes, men's college basketball. Uh, oh, women's too. Uh, so basketball and men's basketball. Yeah. There you go. Uh, something you, that you will look at uh, from time to time, Ben. Um, I used to not so much anymore because, well, quite frankly, I have way too many apps after how many, after over a decade. I think we all do. There is that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, I see a lot of clouds. I've kind of gotten, (laughs) I mean, I've kind of prosumed myself out of these, but for beginning people, uh, maybe there are still people who are getting their first iPhones. 
or people coming over from Android. Uh, these are very good lists to help people get going. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I need the opposite list. I need the opposite, the list of how to pare down all the apps on my yeah. iPhone. <laughs> this is a thing I have wanted for so long, which is like a little dot next to it. You know how sometimes you get the little indicator, like it you've downloaded it, but haven't opened it yet or something. I want there to be a little indicator that's like this app has not been launched or utilized in the background in a month or two or three. And I well, should you, be able to go look and be like, I know they have like, that option. You can send it to offload. In six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's a different thing. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. not the same as as you haven't even opened this thing in three months, Kelly. What are you even doing here? You know, so yeah. I would like if that three was just a, a visual indicator. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm trying to be generous. So I just would mm-hmm. like if there was an indicator as I scroll by that page of apps every time because I'm never launching anything there to be like, wait a minute. Like it's got a it's got a green dot next to it. Maybe I need to take a second look. That's part of why I update by hand because I like to go. Wait, I I don't even know what that is, or I haven't used that in forever. But I would like there to be a better indicator of like you also you know you update it all the time, but you haven't opened it since twenty twenty two. Get with it, yeah. you know. Yeah. That would, um. Yeah, that would be nice. Be really nice. Let's um. Let's move on to. Uh, I think, well, I know, Jeff, you don't use Apple Notes. That's not your, your uh, note-taking no, app. I am not of, an Apple to, Notes person. Um, uh, what do ben, you use instead? Um, it depends on the context. So uh, it could be taught. Uh, it could be OmniFocus. Fair. It could be Ulysses. It just, it, it all depends. Yeah. Okay. Do, you, do you use uh, Notes at all, Ben, Apple Notes? I do for like regular day-to-day notes. Uh, like I need to write down this number or I need to make a, a grocery shopping list. If there's anything more collaborative, um, I typically still go with Evernote. If there's anything more, you need something more out of it. I typically go with notability. Okay. Oh yeah. I use notability a lot too. Yep. Um, instead of Evernote, I use OneNote. Yep, the note I, yep. I'm using and for work. Kind of like getting to this article, Kelly. It's it's okay. Where, it is okay. Yeah. It's actually um, a really good app. It I'm is. I'm not judging. I'm just confused. <laughs> what what note taking note taking app do you use, Kelly? Notes. Yeah, I mean, okay. I use I use uh, Notability for some things because I have a PDF planner that I bought that I mark up every day with you know, whatever I'm doing and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I use notes a lot. Uh, And part of it is because I got really tired of Evernote not doing what I wanted it to do or what I needed it to do. And then to add insult to injury, um, now it will do that, but you have to pay more than you're paying now. And so I bailed on Evernote because I just got mad at them continuing to want more money out of me to do what it to do basic things. I didn't feel like any of the things that they were charging money for were things that were necessarily uh, fancy or specialized or power usery, you know, th- like that was it. So I was just sort of uh, grumpy about it. So I gave up. Um, so I use notes for a lot of stuff. It is my primary information store uh, for my day job because I can sync it to the work phone that has the Richmond FC wallpaper on it. And because um, <laughs> I really love that wallpaper. 
uh, and my computer. And then if I ever need something, I have it at my fingertips and uh, search has gotten better. And the way it integrates with uh, Mac OS and with iOS and makes it easy to get to and easy to retrieve any of the stuff that I put there is super important because especially mm-hmm. if I'm at work and I'm trying to find the thing that I wrote down that time, like I need it immediately. And so spending a bunch of time having to track it down yeah. is not generally an option. And notes has gotten way better about that. Well, I have, I have an article here in the, in, in the topic here from uh, make use of, I found it interesting. You're saying five, five reasons why you shouldn't use notes. Um, so the, the first one that they say is limited formatting and customization. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think you've got some good, decent customizations, but how, how really major creative do you have to get in a note? Um, you know, just, just get it the way you'd like it. Um, I, I'm taking umbrage with that, uh, that first thing. I haven't, okay. I haven't even looked at the rest of the, the list. Yeah. So my guess is I will take umbrage with more things and I totally interrupted and cut you off. And I'm so oh, sorry. Okay. Limited formatting and customization. This is not word. This is exactly. not pages. This is a exactly. fracking yeah. note taking. That's app. what I just said. But also <laughs> you, can, you can do it in Markdown and it works itself out. And the th- like the thing I don't like about it is so dumb, which is I want to change the highlight color. I hate that it's yellow, but yeah. what, you know, but, because it does all the rest of the stuff. Like if I need sections, I can have sections. It'll do a list. If I need a checklist or a numbered list, it's easy. Uh, Even on my phone, it's a couple more taps than it is on my computer, but it's always a couple more taps to do, to rejigger text on your phone than it is on your Mac. So I take umbrage with that also, because you can also, because it does the basics. If you need more, if you need more than that and you're trying to do it in notes, then you need to solve a larger problem. Yeah, and I'm not going to go through all these steps, but uh, the one other one that caught my eye was here. Apple Notes has no template option. Um, why would you need a template in a note-taking app? I mean, really? I understand I mean, that. I mean, OneNote maybe I think is a more advanced version that you, if yeah. you're really looking for that. But I have templates in Notes. I made a note and it's empty. It you yeah. know it's got the the format the the things I want because I have a meeting notes template in Notes, but I have yeah. a folder in Notes called templates. So what I do is I go in there and I go, okay, I'm about to have a meeting. And I go duplicate that template one and I move the copy into the folder it needs to go in and move on with my life. So I don't know what he's talking about how there's, I mean, there's no big button that says templates that you go use, but like most apps don't have that. So again, if that's the thing you need, then dude. And you were just talking about markdown support. I mean, Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it does some markdown. I mean, it's not yeah. going to be a BB edit, but no, yeah. but only BB edits, BB edit. Right. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't suck. It exactly. It does not suck. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Dave, I have scanned through the entire list. Okay. I am taking umbrage with every point on the list, including the conclusion. Me too. Um, I'm not a notes user. Yeah. yeah. Notes is, is a good app. And it, and for what it's designed to do, it does it very well. It's just not the right app for what I need to do. Right. Um, right. That doesn't right diminish its value. Right. And then wrapping yeah. up by, by saying um, that uh, you should look for other options, but then not even bothering to tell you what some of those options are <laughs> and why you might want them. 
calm. Doesn't oh. say, like, if you want. That's why like, I thought this was a good cop t- conversation about this. It was like, there's a okay. brief mention of like, if you really need that, you can go use Notion for it or something. And that's the only time that there's anything. And oh, no, wait. It also says some alternative apps like Evernote have this feature. That's true. But like, you have to pay for Evernote to get that. I'm sure of it. Um, if if all you need in life is Markdown, you shouldn't be using Notes in the first place because there are other things that will sync all of your Markdown mm-hmm. files to all of your Apple things. There's like a bajillion of them. Hi, Brett Terpstra. I feel like I've said Markdown three times and so I have to yes. say hi to Brett. Um, and <laughs> it's like, the law. It is. It's the law. Um, I'm with Jeff on this one. Like, There's shenanigans in every single one of these points because even if you, like, like I said, I can... Apple Notes has no template option. Yes, it does. You make a folder and you call it templates and you just don't edit the one that's in there and you do the thing. Like, yeah. it's not like it's hard. I've done it on my phone, which is which is like the hardest way to do anything in most Apple apps. And it's not hard. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think somebody maybe had a bad iCloud sync and it ate all his notes and now he has a hate on for it. And so that's where this article came from. Like, I feel so, like so you can go iCloud is, on the web. You can access your notes from there. I mean, come on. This dude needs a hug and a cookie. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. and like, you know, yeah. if you tried Apple Notes years ago, yeah, it sucked. It sucked rocks. I'm the first person to tell you it it's did not used to be an attractive option. It's way better because I think they... You guys have to check me on this, but I think they like overhauled it the same time they overhauled yeah. reminders. But all they did was tell everybody that reminders was the amazing thing. And so nobody knew that notes got a lot more awesome at yeah. the same time. Sure reminders has like subtasks and all kinds of other tags and smart lists, all kinds of cool stuff you can do in it now. And uh, they redid notes at the same time to make it a lot better and a lot more useful. And the collaboration is nice now. If you share with somebody, it's very easy to to have a group note where people do lots of things. I have planned multiple events with people with shared notes as the yeah. only means of setting checklist. everything up and yeah. making decisions. And it's great. And you can have a checklist in the middle. You can put a picture of a thing. All of that. It's super great. And it's super easy to use with all the other stuff that you have on your phone. You take a picture with your camera, you send it to notes, you're done. You know, like if you go document scan, it uses notes for the document scanning. It's super great. So yeah, I yep. don't get, I don't get why, why yeah. somebody's mad about this. Cause I would write an article that's like five reasons why notes is amazing. And if you need something lightweight, this is what you should be doing. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, this is your typical, Oh, this doesn't work for me, so it shouldn't work for anybody type of article. Yeah. Not well. for me isn't the same as not for everybody. Nope. Yeah. So I'm glad I glad I picked this. I knew I would get some lively conversation on it. So <laughs> you just uh, you just wanted to push our buttons. No, I You're just lucky. Oh. You're lucky that you don't have to edit because I had some very creative things to say about that article. <laughs> Thank you. Words, <laughs> I like to call them words my mom doesn't think I know. Yeah. Um, one more topic and just a couple tips here. Uh, Apple did announce that you now have a shop with specialist or video feature that's now available for buying an iPhone. So, uh, this past week they, they did announce this on the, on the company's online store. So when you go shop iPhone page, you'll actually be able to have the choice of, uh, having an actual video It's a one way video. They don't see you. I guess you see them. Uh, and be able to have that, uh, have a bit of a session there instead of going into the store and they can help you. Um, they can help you with that. So I thought it was kind of cool. Cool. Now do a Mac. Yeah. I think I would bet that start somewhere. 
they have to start with iPhone and then look, I bet they'll expand. Uh, well, but, to be fair, they should have started this uh, in 2020 and uh, yeah, and exactly. had the, the Mac added in long ago. That said, this is great. I'm glad they're doing this. There's a lot of people for a wide range of reasons that can't actually go to an Apple store. Too far. And they need Apple help and not the... Uh, the uh, afternoon part-time worker at Best Buy, not to disparage anyone that's working part-time jobs at Best Buy, yeah. but if you've been trained specifically on uh, on helping mm-hmm. someone with uh, with Apple products, and that's what you're looking for, mm-hmm. you don't you don't want to run the risk of having someone help you that has been told um, this is the product we're pushing today. Yeah, and the then, Galaxy Note has the incentive on it this month, so right. make sure so, you talk yeah. everybody into that. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I, insert, I think this is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And replace uh, Best Buy employee with any carrier store or other big box employee, right. so yeah. which better. you're even more aggressive with the incentives. So yeah, yeah, it was a better experience with Apple. Uh, yeah. The, well, and uh, also getting to compare the different devices with, you know, within Apple and being able to talk intelligently about the amount of storage or the the carrier you have or you know all the other kinds of things that go into that kind of stuff. And so it's it's really nice that they do this. I'm glad they're doing it for the phone. I agree, yeah. it should have been sooner. But I feel like the Mac is where that is really going to be useful for a lot of people. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I hope they expand yeah. it out to all kinds of stuff. So yep. Also, one other thing from Apple's point of view, uh, they make more on a retail sale than they do a wholesale sale. Yep, that's true. Now everybody can go to the Apple Store. This is true, also. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got two apps I want to talk about real quick that uh, had some updates. Uh, first of all, I've been using this app for years. It's Reincubates, the software company. It's Camo. Camo 2.0 was released. Uh, th- th- uh, this week, actually, it was uh, yesterday uh, that it came out with a, a long time planning of some of the things that they added. Uh, now it has support of any webcam that's built in, which is not just the, the iPhone um, or, or or a smartphone. So now, because it's been freaking me out when I've been launching Camo, and all of a sudden my FaceTime uh, camera on my <laughs> Mac shows up, and I'm like, wait a minute, and the iPhone, my iPhone's there, of course. It also sees my iPhone 14 Pro Max, which is integrated to continuity camera. So it is now supporting continuity camera too. So they got even smarter because they, you know, everybody thought, oh, that this is going to get Sherlock now that the Apple is doing continuity camera. But no, you got some great effects. Everybody sees here every week that I have my little, I think it's that way, or that way, one of those directions, uh, with my my logo there on there. So you can you can do overlays and you can do the, all kinds of adjustments. And you can't do that with continuity camera. It's just on off. I mean, so it's yeah. so they've really done some great improvements with that. Uh, they've they've enhanced uh, the, the the support with Apple Silicon on the on the Camo app on the Mac, um, and and the app on the iPhone is working really great too. Um, so the, the Bravo and they they've now got full compatibility with Teams and Zoom, uh, Discord, all kinds of other uh, services that do video. So uh, check it out. I think it's well worth it. Um, I think they have a, a yearly plan. I bought the lifetime plan, so I think I only paid like seventy nine dollars. So <laughs> I I have it for the rest of my life. Nice. Uh, and I think I'm very, I'm glad I did that because I've been using it for podcasting ever since. So do you guys use Camo at all? 
I have used camo. I'm currently not using it. Um, <laughs> but with this uh, new update, I need to revisit that. Yeah. You too bad to use it? Yeah. I don't use it, but I'm definitely going to revisit not using it. Yeah. Well, well, they got they got a free th- they got a uh, demo, so you can actually try it out. So you don't have to dive in. So, so and it's, it's, the subscription is not the, the subscription isn't breathtakingly expensive no. or whatever. Um, you're supporting a good and you're supporting uh, a good software developer. Very uh-huh. very reasonable, mm-hmm. and you continually get updates, like not just right. from one point yeah. to two point or whatever. You get yeah. like all kinds of smaller things that happen. Over time, like, you know, you don't have to have it connected with a wire anymore. It was just kind of a regular update that came out. And there's a lot of other mm-hmm. things that have come out that have just continued to make camo a really good experience yeah. for for your for your setup. So yeah. I'm I'm always really happy with it and I need to get back to uh, yeah. putting well, it back in my regular okay. habit. But what happened was I was using my drawer phone as my webcam and my drawer phone got redeployed mm. because somebody needed it. So I'm currently camo-less, but that's probably going to change soon. So well, can you use any webcam now? So check it out. And uh, other software I want to talk about, it's actually a Mac app, but I think it's well worth it because it kind of has a, uh, a cool thing they just added. This is Pixelmator Pro. I think it's probably one of the more reasonably priced photo editing uh, tools that are out there, Photoshopware. But they have added some cool new device mockups for the latest Mac, iPhone, and iPad in the, the update. I think that's so, so cool. cool. And you you bring up any of those templates for an iPhone. You just p- you pick a picture or whatever you want to put onto the device, and it actually it fits right. And, it, and you got it. You got it perfect for for putting it in advertising or any kind of thing that you do. Um, I thought this was kind of cool with the photo, the the, the, the photographic mockups they added to, in Pixelmator. For I, I I need to use this more. I don't use it enough, and and I, and I don't pay for. I have no reason to pay for Photoshop. So I think this is such a great alternative. I know uh, Jeff, did you use Pixelmator? I do use Pixelmator some. I also use Affinity Photo. Affinity, that's right. Um and. Uh, yeah, uh, both are installed on my computer right now. Here's the deal. Holy crap. Why didn't this happen sooner? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I stopped using Creative Cloud that years ago because the uh, the price for what I needed, it it didn't make financial match. sense. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I moved on to other tools. But I was still y- using the same sorts of features – and I was having to do the thing where I was creating my own iPhone, iPad, and Mac mock-ups. And it was, I mean, Ex- I did work. it. And I knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every time new models had come out, I'd end up going and getting the um, the uh, the PR images from Apple's site and right. then cutting out mm-hmm. the parts yeah. that I didn't need. So I'd have my own templates. This would have been so wonderful it's to simple. have. Click, click. Yeah. yeah. Remove the photo, add yeah. the one you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I haven't had a chance yet because it just came out. So, so this, this, because this just came so. out. But what I want to do is go in and look at the templates. Can I move them over to Affinity Photo? And then, depending on what I'm doing, determines which app I'm using. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And can I have these in both? Yeah. Yeah. There's always hope. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, very cool. This is going to save me so much time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Pixelmator Pro, it's what, 50 bucks? It's like nothing. Yeah. It's hardly yeah. anything. Yeah. 
Not a subscription, by the way, yeah, for people one who time. are I've who had, wondering I've had a one sub- shot. I've paid for like once in the last couple of years to yeah. get the update. So. Oh. Yeah. It's yeah. powered it all the images behind AppCamp. You'd still do it? Oh, yeah. I'd be... I mean, mm-hmm. I'd be paying them fifty bucks a month if I could, <laughs> if I had to. Yeah, it makes it yeah, so much. Which is I mean, still I'm, cheaper than Creative Cloud. And you guys right. are, yeah. You guys are much I, better with this than I am. Pixelmator. So. Yeah, yeah. I've been using Pixelmator and Pixelmator Pro since I was working as, as an associate editor. Uh, I can't talk associate editor right? Geekbeat. Mm-hmm. It has turned. It has made my life so much easier because I have absolutely zero artistic ability, yet I had to make my own thumbnails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pixelmator was one of the things that made it easy for us on iOS when we were doing things with at, at AppCamp to make sure images were the right size and yep. getting mm-hmm. things uh, set up easily. Like you could do everything right there in iOS, and so it was great when we were when we were working on development. And we could turn the developers loose on it, and you know none of them had any problem getting things to do what yep. they needed it to do. So it was it was great. Um, I'm I'm excited about it because I know a lot of people use it, and I know that it's a really solid alternative for people who don't need everything in Photoshop and don't need to pay for everything in mm-hmm. Photoshop if that's not what you're using. So yep. um, I'm really I was really excited to see this because yeah, it looks really cool, and I know so many people whose lives just got a lot better. Uh, and are all like our equal parts thrilled that this is a thing and also um mad like Jeff that this did not happen sooner because of all the time that other people have been making Spent their own mocking them of their own yeah. their own photos up so yeah all right that that and that's yeah. so and, and uh, go ahead last last comment I was gonna say the, the way I use this from modern Apple workflow I can use that magic uh select tool in ios uh continuity pasted over into uh <laughs> pixelmate pro and with these it's going to take me like a minute and a half to, to do a mock-up thumbnail and a minute of that is waiting for the paste to work itself out right <laughs> yeah processing mm-hmm all right, let's go ahead. Uh, thanks to, to all of you for being here this week. And let's uh, that is a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios. Support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash in touch with ios we have two tiers available to support the show we'd really appreciate it make sure you like share and subscribe so you're notified when we are live streaming which is on thursday nights at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific on our youtube channel youtube.com slash in touch with ios we can watch the show live as well as watch the show recorded and you can listen to all of our shows on youtube um, you can also visit our magazine on flipboard at uh, in touch with ios magazine it's uh, many of the topics that we talk about are flipped into that magazine the link is in our show notes you can subscribe to the show on uh, in your favorite podcatcher including pocket Casts, overcast apple podcasts and many others but better yet go to our website at in touch where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there i am dave ginsburg and you can find me on mastodon at dave g65 at mastodon.cloud Kelly Gumont, thank you so much for being here this week. Really appreciate it. Where can people find you? 
thank you so much for having me. And I did my best to derail you and it still didn't work. I will have to try harder next time. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Mastodon. I'm in the process of moving over uh, to a different server, but for now you can find me. I am verso at Mastodon.social. And uh, the rest of the time you can find me over on The Incomparable talking about a wide variety of different things. Uh, I just recorded an episode over there about the first season of The Last of Us. And you can hear me on Football is Life. There is more Football is Life coming. Uh, my shows are MCU. I Want My MCU TV and uh, Greetings from the Uncanny Valley, which is about Westworld. And um, we're trying to figure out what's going to happen next there. So head on over to Mastodon and tell me and Mastodon Melton uh, what it is you want to hear from <laughs> Greetings from the Uncanny Valley. And we'll see what we can do to accommodate you. Absolutely. Thank you. And Ben Rethick, uh, thank you for being here. I'm looking forward to having you as your continued regular contribution to the show. Uh, and uh, where can people find you? Sitting in well, the back with me making smart me. comments. <laughs> that too. Uh, but you can find me uh, at Ben Rethick on your social media of choice. Uh, my my permanently interim website, rethicktech.blogspot.com. And uh, usually most Thursdays and Fridays on the British Tech Network. Great. And last but certainly not least, Jeff Gamut, uh, thank you as always for being here. Where can people find you? It's always a pleasure and a treat to get to be here. So thank yeah. you. Yes. Um, all right. So um, get comfy. Uh, get a pen. So socials. Um, Jay Gamut. Instagram and Mastodon, that's where I'm most active, but I'm Jay Gammon on pretty much everything. Um, then uh, shows. So most Tuesdays on, on Check Joiners, Mac Voices Live. Then uh, Thursdays, um, I'm the interim host on The Big Show. And then most Thursday evenings, Dave lets me on In Touch With iOS. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then Fridays, I'm the interim host on the Mac show. And then uh, and then Brian Chaffin and I do the context machine. And then other stuff kind of pops up along the way. Great. Thanks again. And thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. We enjoyed doing it. And we'll talk again soon. <laughs>